Get ready for an all-new Hardline segment. It's time to step into the Snake Pit. And now, with something completely over the top, the host and star of the Snake Pit, Snake. Thank you very much. This is a very special snake pit and one that I've been looking forward to for about three months because I found out a couple of months ago that we were approaching the anniversary of something that is near and dear to my heart and I think forever will be. And that is the epic, epic horror film, Silence of the Lambs. It turns 30, or it turned 30 two days ago as or three days ago as it opened up uh over the valentine's day weekend back in 1991 uh low budget which seems weird looking back at it at the time very little fanfare when it was released weird time to have a movie release valentine's day that's think about it think about that weekend releasing that movie (laughs) um it went on to sweep the 1992 Oscars. It became the third film in the history of the Oscars to win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. Wow. How about um, that? Well, what, did it, what did it cost to make that? You know, I don't know the total monies that it cost, but the- you look back at it and you think Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Demme, who, you know, the three monsters... Box office mojo <laughs> claims nineteen million was the budget. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh it went on to make about three hundred million worldwide. Not much that first weekend, but it became a word of mouth thing. So before we get into this, I wanted to go back and listen to what Siskel and Ebert said about this movie. Awesome. Uh Siskel and Ebert, for those who don't know. They could shape a movie one way or another. They were two movie reviewers from one from the Chicago Sun Times and one from the Chicago. What was the other one? Sun Times uh, and Tribune. Tribune, yes. Tribune, yeah. And they would host a, uh, a, a, a show every single weekend. They would pick three or four films, they would review them, and it was must watch TV. They were the gold standard. I mean, if you thought of movie reviewers, they were the ones. They were it. It was so, them and Bobby Wygan. Again, armed with the information that I just told you, the third film in the history of the Oscars to win Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay, here is what Gene Siskel had to say about that movie. Bill, isn't it? I'm afraid I can't tell you anymore about that. That's Jodie Foster as an FBI trainee on the trail of a serial killer in The Silence of the Lambs, a depressingly brutal thriller that I found completely lacking in redemptive quality. So I sat there thinking... Why are all these talented people involved in this project? There is a sporting quality to this story that I found distasteful. Eventually, Silence of the Lamb degenerates into a standard monster-in-the-house movie as Foster catches up with Buffalo Bill in his dungeon-like home where a young woman is held captive and terrorized in a well. The horrors of female abuse are too much with us, I think, now to be trifled with any more in the movies. We had this complaint about... Uh, the picture involving Julia Roberts, I have it again here. I didn't learn a thing about serial killers from this movie. A much more honest, less exploitive film on the same subject was last year's Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. 
By contrast, The Silence of the Lambs is a star-studded freak show directed by the usually enormously talented Jonathan Demme, who I think for the first time in his career has picked a surprisingly trashy project. Well, <laughs> this is a tough film to review because, of course, in terms of its subject matter, one can easily target it as you have. And also, I think that the ending doesn't really work. Once she gets into the house of Buffalo Bill, it does become a standard who's behind this door, you who's going to jump on me from the shadows. The first part of this film, though, Gene, is terrifically effective, partially because of the real tension, the dynamic interaction between Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. It's one of the most peculiar and fascinating relationships I've seen in a movie in a long time. Hopkins is very good here. Foster is very good here. The dialogue is at a very high level of intelligence, and the movie works not perhaps in the same way as Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but effectively. And I think that you're really shortchanging a lot of skill no, no. and craft and art that went into this no, film. No, You know, sometimes you say, I think you blew it on this one. I think, I think you're being too easy on this picture in, in this way. He is presented, uh, the Anthony Hopkins character, is presented as this big evil thing, and we're going, our, going down there to see them, a, a journey into hell and all that. And frankly, he was so pumped up, and the music was so pumped up at such a high level it that I... It worked for me. It worked. Well, then you're easy, because, I, because for me, I thought, oh, come on. Uh, a guy who's truly frightening doesn't need, uh, you know, a, a huge organ playing in the background. I, I didn't buy it at Gee, all. This is the movies. What did you want? A documentary? Black and white? You know television? Shoot it on no, video? No, the reason why Henry the Portrait of a Serial Killer works is because these people, my intuition, I don't have any first-hand knowledge, these people tend to be kind of dull. Well, they're two different kinds of movies, and you're using one to criticize the other. Yes, of we always do that, Roger. Why, we say better picture of the same subject. Why can't you criticize this on its own terms instead of saying... I'm criticizing on its own wow. terms. I didn't... Uh, wasn't compelled by anybody except, I suppose, the Jodie Foster character as a strong woman. Come on, a great performance. Not a great performance, a decent performance. She's Anthony following... Hopkins. No, I thought that was way overplayed. Damn. Dude, is that, that awesome. not unbelievable? That it's like Chuck Cooperstein reviewed the movie, you know? <laughs> like, I've never met wow. anyone who flat out disliked that movie. And here, again, this is way a year before the award season... The guy that everybody pays attention to hated it. Dude. Is that not amazing? He so here's something it. here's something that you know, back at the time, back in 1992, when you think of horror movies, and this is this was a horror movie. This was categorized as a horror movie. But it changed everything because for years and years and years, for two decades or a decade and a half, horror had devolved into Friday the 13th. Yeah. And Halloween and Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that crap. That's don't flat. confuse horror with slasher. Yeah, but, but no one had made anything smart like this concerning a horror movie since The Exorcist came out in like, you know, 1974. And so this was, <laughs> when people heard that this was some sort of horror flick, they thought, bah, whatever, you know, how can this be any good after... Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger, not knowing that this was, I mean, this was art. This was yeah. like high art for its time. This was such a game-changing movie. Like, there are very, I, I'm positive there's a uh, time in your life where movies can change your game on, yeah. on a level like this. But I would say, with the possible exception of Pulp Fiction, this is the one that, I didn't know what to expect going in. 
I probably had nothing going as an as a nineteen year old or I guess an eighteen year old. Went to it, and that's all I could think about for a long time. So Dude. I kept going back to it. I feel like I watched it three times in the first week. I know. I, I'm the same way. I mean, there are very few movies that I walk out of just going, "Oh my god, what did I just see?" And you can't get it out of your head or anything. And Gene Siskel is kind of right in a way that it is a pretty cliched ending of the, the there's a scary man in the house and he can't really see him. Sure. But what they but I think he just took that that part of it independent of the rest of the film because when you factor that into the rest of the narrative, it works perfectly. And then the fact that they added, which at the time I'm assuming was pretty fresh technology with the night vision goggles and yeah. incorporated that into it, which gave it such, oh. I mean, it took the element of fear exponentially up when, when, I, when that, when that component came into play, it was like, Oh my God, that was S your pants horror. I've never, suspense. I've never been scared like that in a Dude. theater. Like, ever. You were freaking out. Think about this, too. Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. I mean, outside of Vader, greatest right. villain of all time, right? Yep. Um, yep. He was on screen in that movie 16 minutes wow. of, like, a two-hour and 20-minute movie. Well, how long was right. the actual serial killer, the one that is the object of the entire show, how long was he on camera? Buffalo Less Bill? Than that, I bet. Oh, way less than that. Absolutely. That's part um, of the brilliance in this film is you don't really even interact with these the main characters that are evil, diabolical people that much at all. So Jonathan Demme took a page out of Spielberg, and before it, you know, because there is gore, you, you see you see Hannibal the cannibal do his thing where he's chewing up people, basically. But mm-hmm. um, before it, it was all about, like, Jaws, where it was theater of the mind theaters you know you're you're scared of the unknown and so the build-up before Clarice meets him in that jail cell the build-up was just what who is this guy what the hell I mean they keep hearing story after story from the from uh, Jack Crawford her boss over at the FBI and then once she gets to the insane asylum to meet him for the first time this is the story that was told and this is 30 seconds before you see Hannibal Lecter for the first time these are the rules about uh, confronting him in his cell. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You can't see nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. No staples or paper clips in his paper. Use the sliding food carrier. No exceptions. If he attempts to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand, sir. I'm going to show you why we insist on such precautions. On the afternoon of July 8, 1981, he complained of chest pains and was taken to the dispensary. His mouthpiece and restraints were removed for an EKG. When the nurse leaned over him, he did this to her. You don't see the photo. The She's looking at it. to reset her jaw, more or less, save one of her eyes. His pulse never got above 85, even when he ate her tongue. So... <laughs> Okay, you, you're armed Thanks. with all of that, and it's brilliant because I don't know if y'all remember this. And I watched this again last night. Like, I, it, I cannot tell you how much it holds up. But that whole walk through the insane asylum, yeah. they keep going down, 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 like stairwell after stairwell. So you're like going into the depths of hell right. before you meet this dude. And you know, everybody talks about the MIG scene. Um, for, I don't know that everybody does, but our station has certainly been yeah. obsessed with it over the years. Yeah. For 30 years. For sure. Um, but the insanity of the MIG scene. 
as she is walking down the hallway of all these insane human beings and she has this conversation with Lecter. She walks out of there and as she does, this guy is nude. He's pleasuring himself and bad things happen um, to Clarice because of this. And then Lecter, in this in this insane moment, just listen to how insane this is, Lecter is screaming at her to come back. That happened to you, discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. Then do this test for me. No, but I will make you happy. I'll give you a chance for what you love most. And what is that, Doc? Advancement, of course. Listen carefully. Look deep within yourself, Terry Starling. Go seek out Miss Moffat, an old patient of mine. M-O-F-E-T. Go now. I don't think Mix could manage again quite so soon, even though he is crazy. Go now! She runs back out past me. It's just, it's sheer insanity. What's going on down there um, at the bottom of the, whatever that prison is that uh, that he's trapped in? But yeah, you know the stories of Lecter, the stories of Anthony Hopkins, and how he came to define that role. Um, it's it's he wanted to be like if if you remember two thousand one, a Space Odyssey, the computer Hal that just mm-hmm. talked like this. How are you doing today? Like that's the that's what he was trying to. Uh, to emulate, really. And again, he's in it for 16 minutes, and all 16 minutes of him in that are just over-the-top crazy. And then to have that supervillain like Buffalo Bill who's skinning people, that's the thing. You don't really know who's the worst bad guy. Is it Anthony Hopkins or is it Buffalo Bill? Right. Like, who are you rooting for less? Um, And that moment in which I thought this was like the most brilliant part of the whole movie is at the at the end before that scene that we were talking about with the night vision goggles, mm-hmm. when they set it up like Jack Crawford calls Clarice and says, "We got him. We got the address. We're going in right now," and she says, "Well, I'm going to go clean up this little interview that I have with this neighbor of one of the victims," and he's like, "Okay, Clarice, good job," and so they set it up, making it look like the FBI is going in to capture Buffalo Bill. And at the same time, Clarice is ringing this doorbell of this crazy guy, and you don't know which is which. And then when they realize that they have failed, they're gone. They went to the wrong house. Jack Crawford, you hear in this clip, say, "Oh my God, Clarice." Good afternoon. Um, sorry to bother you. I'm looking for Mrs. Lippman's family. No, Lippmans don't live here anymore. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I really need to speak with you. Clear! Clear! You, you, what's the problem, officer? Well, I'm investigating the death of Frederica Bimmel. There's no one here, Jack. Clarice. Your name is? Oh, uh, Jack Gordon. Mr. Gordon. Good. Um, well, Frederica used to work for Mrs. Lippman. Did you know her? No, uh uh-uh. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Yeah, she was a big girl, sir. Yeah, I I miss. No, I I read about her in the newspaper. Um, Mrs. Lippman had a son. Maybe he could help you. I got got his card in here someplace. Do you want to come in while I look for it? May I? Yes, so she walks in there, and then all hell breaks loose. Oh, and as she walks yeah. in, everybody, because you're already, you know who he is. Everybody knows who he is. And then the 
when she slowly starts to figure it out and she uncocks her holster to grab the gun before he pulls the business card trick, man, all of it is, it's so tense, it's so great, it so holds up, and it is, for the 50th time that I've seen this, it is still terrifying. Yeah. 100%. Go outside. Once she saw the moth and all of that, why didn't she just run out and leave and call back up? The... The trademark scene that sticks with me, though, is is him in that publicly displayed cell situation. Is that a court, at a courthouse? Why is he at the pinnacle of the movie? Why is he Being like transferred? A, yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember the circumstances, but I can see the scene in my when he kills the cop so and kills about three other people. Yes, you're talking about Lecter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's being transported. The governor of Tennessee is going to come talk to him about the her missing daughter because the daughter that's in the well is a politician's daughter. Right. And so he's being transferred to talk to her. And, you know, again, I don't know why they had to. I mean, this is pre-internet and all that. Um, but, yeah, and that's his escape. But Everything, he- and you look at it and you realize that every single move that he made was to get to this specific point to escape. Yes, and Everything. he had uh, his music playing or something. Yes. Or did, uh, yeah, you meal? had classical music played. Yes. You had lamb being served to him. Right. They afforded him a lot of amenities, man, to get yeah. him to help solve this crime. Yes. Last question, unless uh, before we have to get too far here. Is there a line like slightly younger than us where people after that just have never gone to see this movie because it's not... Like, like, Mino, are you familiar with this movie? Oh, yeah. This Beyond is, the Station? This is one of my favorites. I okay, think, okay, I think I'm this sorry. this up over time with younger people. Yeah, yeah I was just, I, I don't know if, if the next generation watches this movie as, as one of the movies from 1991 that you have to see, but maybe it is. Oh, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think this is like, you know, movies that we were told to see from the 60s and 70s that... Um, but but better, like instead of, you know, a 70s, a godfather that you probably could have cut 45 minutes out of, there is not one second of this film that needs to be cut. No, like, you don't need to trim the fat on this thing. No, it's there all incredible. Any. And, you know, the fact that the story of of uh, the, the guy that plays James Gum, Buffalo Bill, of him oh, getting man. into character and, you know, Jonathan Demi warning him, like, this may define you. This may follow you around forever. And he's like, I don't care. I don't. I don't. I want this so bad. I mean, (laughs) dude, that guy. Wow, is he crazy? And it came in under two hours, Corby. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was two twenty. Oh, did did you see an extended version? I I see it at one eighteen. Maybe so. I don't know. Well, whatever the case, it turns thirty. It's Silence of the Lambs. So enjoy the ticket. And now here with a sickly tale of VD, here's Cobra. Snake. So I'm begging this chick, all right? Easy. No, I have a serious ailment. I don't know if it's serious, but it's certainly an ailment. And something that I have to watch out for. Or else it will happen again. And Are you messing your pants? No. Did you catch the pants crapping from anybody on the crew? No, I did not catch that. The other night... Did you make a poopy diaper? No. Do you have mud butt? This has nothing to do with 
that region. Okay? Stinky butt? No. Flea Nothing to do with it. Phlebitis? When was the last time you did make a mess in your pants? Just out of curiosity. Probably before... Probably right. college. One late night. No, I never did that. I had friends who did that. Probably when I was three. All right, who believes that? You, ever had a little you went on that, Grego? You never had any little sharding going on? No, I never had any sharding. So I come home the other night. Do you want a poo-poo? No. <laughs> and the wife and I had gone to dinner and gone to have a few drinks after that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we get home. And about 5 in the morning... I'm glad to be home. You got home at 5 in the morning? No, 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 no. At 5, go to bed around 1. And about 5 in the morning, I get up to go to the bathroom. And not that kind of bathroom. <laughs> I had a fart. <laughs> Granted, I don't remember any of this, okay? You really want to do this story? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. How drunk were you if you don't remember no, any it of does, it? Just let me finish. There's nothing to do with being drunk. And... Are you high? Grego <laughs> 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 got tickled. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> you sounded like butthead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she said she heard me get up because when I walked in the bathroom, I kicked the trash can over and, like, fell against the wall, kind of. And she said she was like, Corby, are you okay? And then all of a sudden she hears... <clears throat> and she gets out of bed, and I'm laying halfway in the Boom! bathroom, halfway out of the bathroom with my legs sticking out in the hallway. Naked? No, I had pants on. You wear oh. pants to bed? I wear flannel pajamas to bed when it's cool like this. Well, not today, but... And she said then she's, you know, freaking out, going, what the hell's going on? Didn't we go over it the other day why you shouldn't sleep nude? Right. Yeah, that's one of them right there. Right. I wear dress slacks to sleep in. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> right. And she said, I got up really fast. She said, she walked in. She's like, what are you, are you okay? And she said, I jumped up. And I walked into the bedroom. Boom. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Fell down again. Bam. Fell down again. Whap. Whap! Whap. <laughs> you guys, you were sitting there cracking up, and you're probably having seizures. Yeah. Is that I mean, what it is? Is funny to you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Well, if you would have no, couched it as you have a serious problem, then we wouldn't be cracking up about it. It's funny it. to me because you haven't missed any work and you seem pretty healthy. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. So okay. this can't be that bad, can now, it? If you were in the hospital so, laid up about to die, yeah, I doubt I'd laugh at it very much. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> I have a horrible story. I'm, I'm dying. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> So I get up again, don't, I don't remember any of this, and I bust through the bedroom door, go into the other bedroom, and collapse onto our futon that we have in there. Oh! And I jammed my pinky really bad and scarred my arm up in the process. 
So then I wake up. Well, that, the first thing you need to do is get rid of the futon out of your house. Okay, that's the first thing. That needs to go. Okay. Did you did you pull down any of the, the beads hanging from your doorway before you collapsed on your futon? Right. No. Blob lamp fall over and hit you on the head. <laughs> so the did first you make thing... sure you turn the black light on first. <laughs> My black light leopard poster. Right. So the first thing that I remember is my wife standing over me on the telephone, freaking out, screaming, all the while throwing water on me. How was she throwing water on you? She had a bottle of like water. Like a water balloons like or something? Like a squirt bottle, you know? And she was just squirt, hosing me down. Why would you have a, bo a squirt bottle full of water? What? I don't know. Like just, a water bottle. Yeah, like a water bottle. Like just kind of like your regular old like Evian water bottle. Like the bottle with the tap, the little oh, okay. nozzle thing. I was thinking she was like squirting it, like Windex or something. No, 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 no. She pulled a super soaker out of the nightstand and started spraying <laughs> you with it. <laughs> and I hear her talking to her mother. Just crying almost because... I, and this is 5 o'clock in the morning? 5 in the morning, yeah. Okay, well, first of all... Why would your wife call her mother before she, she called like know, the authorities? She didn't know what to do. She didn't, God bless her heart, she didn't know what to do. And it's called 911. Right. Well, she didn't know. She said that I kept telling her that I was fine. Oh, okay. But I don't remember any of this. And finally, when I came to, I was like, what the hell is going on? I was wet. Not from the water, I was drenched. Like my t shirt was soaked wet. My pants were completely wet. You pissed yourself. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't go to the bathroom on myself at all. Did she have to clean up your mess each time when you collapsed in the bathroom and the bedroom? No. So you just left it there? I didn't... Keep leave, going. Leave me alone. Fight through it. <laughs> so she's on the phone, and I'm thinking, what, what is going on here? And I'm trying, I'm so groggy, and all I can think is, we just got home, and I got so drunk that I didn't, I, this is how I came home, this drunk. It's like, my God, what a, what a night I had. Well, how much drinking did you do? Not very much. But I couldn't, I couldn't remember what happened. I didn't know what was going on. And then I finally... And you were all right when you left? Oh, yeah, fine. Everything was fine. You were, you were fine when you left wherever you were? Yes. And went home? Yes. At what time? 12.30, I was fine, no, no problem whatsoever, and finally, I, I, I came to and figured out what was wrong, and it had happened before. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Remember when he scraped his face up? When I fell face forward in an alleyway on Greenville right. without having one beer? And you called your sister, yeah. and she said it was because you were dehydrated. I was dehydrated. Yeah, uh-huh. Same thing. I was dehydrated. Dehydration causes that? Well, no. It's a it's a ailment called syncope. S-Y-N-C-O-P-Y. <laughs> Sting to that song the other night. <laughs> that was synchronicity. <laughs> In which... Okay, what happened was that day, I, I ran a long way. I ran for like an hour and a half or so, and I didn't drink much water after that. I thought I did, but I didn't drink enough. And then I went out and had a few margaritas. Alcohol will dehydrate. Yes. Came home, didn't drink any water after that. Got up in a violent mood that I don't remember at all, kicking stuff, and passed out three times. Gravy And when you do that... And you, you were violent? 
like running into stuff, kicking stuff. I have I have marks all over me. Stuff like this, this little scab yeah, here. Yeah, but stuff, I mean, you were angry? No, 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 no. Just, Just violently hitting things. Oh, okay. Did that like, carry over to your diarrhea? Was it violent diarrhea? No. <laughs> have that. But that's what happens. I mean, if you don't drink enough, and it happens to younger people. I don't care, consider myself young anymore, but younger people who are somewhat active and they don't drink enough water, or if they're under a lot of stress, which I'm not under any stress. Is there anything you can take for this? No, you just have to stay hydrated. You have to super hydrate yourself. Yeah. Corby, how on earth does a guy train for a marathon like you did and just run a mile and a half and then get dehydrated? No, no, when no, you're no, no. I said I ran an hour and a half. Well, an hour and a half. But still training for a marathon, though. I know. Well, I don't know. There, that's a lot of opportunity to dehydrate all the, yourself. All the ailments have to come in yeah. at the same time. I mean, you went out, you probably were a little bit tired. You probably right. hadn't eaten a lot. And normally when I ran, train for that marathon around the lake, there's water everywhere. And I ran at the gym for a long time. And I didn't stop and drink. Mm. Hardly anything. And I didn't think about gym. it. Gym. Gym. And there's nothing you can take for this? Nothing. It seems like there's some kind nothing of... Nothing at all. And my sister, I called her and she was like, you know what? She's a, um, a nurse practitioner. My sister's... <laughs> and she goes, you know what? She goes, I see this every day. She goes, don't. She goes, it's happened to me. To go the way of that other. She goes, it's happened to me before too. She said her husband's found her laying in the hallway before, like that. She goes, it may run in our family. I'm not sure, but it's so common. And so Danny, I looked it up on the internet, and six percent of all hospital emergency room visits are syncope. People passing out, passing out, overreacting. Yeah. Wow. For no particular reason. I mean, you pass out. You know, there's generally something wrong with you. Yeah, I know. I know. So you drink a bunch of water and go back to bed? Yeah, I drank a ton of water and... Woke up the next day, felt great. Was fine, like nothing had happened. A couple of bumps and bruises. But I don't remember it, and it, that's, the, that's the fourth time it's happened to me. It happened to me as a kid when I thought I had a heat stroke, but that wasn't what it was. It happened to me in college after a full day of mountain bike riding and beer drinking <laughs> and no water. And then it happened to me... Uh, last year when I fell face first and now this time Whoops. and she's like you know what it's going to happen again because you have to keep yourself hydrated because you're lucky she was around or you're lucky you didn't fall face first on the futon and break your nose exactly you know lucky you just because she said that it, it wasn't like I caught myself when I fell I mean it was just wow boom when you pass out you're just dead weight you just fall you're not going to brace yourself or catch yourself right what like that. Well, let me ask you this. You don't remember getting up to go pee? No. Well, so then you were kind of sleepwalking to begin with. No, they say that that's... Like, I could tell, I guess, subconsciously something was wrong. And what what happens when you do this, the same thing happened last time, you start sweating so bad. I mean, you, I was drenched. It was like I jumped in a lake. I was sweating so bad. And, and then you got really cold. And then, I, and then after I woke up and realized what was going on and I came to and drank water, I was absolutely... Freezing. I had to put socks on, a sweatshirt, long johns, a hat to go to bed. I was freezing. Like a cowboy hat? Yeah, I put on a cowboy hat. Like a fedora? You look like Indiana Jones? Get in bed? So now when in this process did you poop on yourself? <laughs> no, he had the hat with the two beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> Put a hat like Rowdy wears and 
Yeah, a giant hat. Foam cowboy hat. Woo, they gotta have this hat to go to bed in. So, there you go. I don't know what's worse, that or AIDS. I'm just saying, do people with AIDS pass out a lot? Probably syncope. Because people don't wear ribbons at award ceremonies for you guys. Right. We got it tough, man. And you're you just right. You get no attention. You know no. what? Maybe we should have like a fundraiser for, for this ailment. Yeah. Like a little telethon or something. Raise some money. A syncope telethon? Yeah. Why not? That's good. Well, Greg, the cure is water. <laughs> I mean, it's free. Oh, really? Hello, I'm Cobra for syncope awareness. <laughs> and the only cure is, snake is water. water. <laughs> cool, clear water. We're trying to raise enough money to water. supply water to everyone. <laughs> water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Hi, I'm Corbin <laughs> Davidson for syncope. <laughs> There you go. All right. Little disease. Take care, Snake. I will. The ticket. But right now, let us turn our attention to those lovely ladies in our life. Yeah, so the other day we are sitting up here and uh, we go to break and you look over my shoulder as you kind of get up and you go, oh, cool. Virginia and Virginia Tech are on. And it's like 6 o'clock on a Wednesday, you know, and they're just trying to fill time with anything they can. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Not real familiar with, like, live sports during our show except for the occasional soccer. So so now that, here, man. now that we're doing afternoon drive, all these East Coast starts are actually happening while we're broadcasting. Right. And so you said, oh, cool, Virginia, Virginia Tech, in a very facetious way. And I look over, and it's like... 24 to 9 or something like that and I just kind of looked at you and I was like huh it's one of those games where you're not even sure the people that are there care that much about it I mean it's just oh college basketball it's just so hard man and there's no end to the college basketball choices on television And, and then even go to the women's games and like the hundreds of games that feel like they make the air every week it's unreal it really is like how how does that work? How do they make any money out of any of it? I don't know. Like, if I wanted to watch every Texas Tech basketball game, is it out there? Oh, yeah, men and women. Everyone. Everyone. The, the funny thing about, one of the interesting things about YouTube TV is when you're kind of scrolling through the menu for something to watch, and you'll you'll forget where you are in the year, and you'll see the big two giant logos, and it'll be Alabama versus LSU, and I'm like, ooh, what football? Let's no. go! Yeah, I know, no. yeah, like for about a second, no, I yeah. the same it's thing. SEC basketball. I know. Yeah. I think and I saw it might something... even be women's. I, I don't Ohio know. Ohio State, Penn State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh. oh. hockey! They're playing oh, college it's, hockey. It's February. Yeah. So I found that to be so funny. You just saying, you know, like. Oh, look, Virginia, Virginia Tech, that I thought, man, it would be really funny to try to sell the people that we live with yeah. the same thing. Uh-huh. But it's just, hey, did you see that Virginia, Virginia Tech game? Yeah, with no really bullet points about the game to... No, no to, details to, to, about... To, to, to define why you would even ask them if they saw it. Because it would have to be... 
why did somebody get beheaded? Because yes. that's the only right. way right. that I would have heard about this. Like if a bear wandered off into the court, right? You know, and, just and during the, the game. referee. <laughs> and especially like, is that a polar bear? Like it's one thing. Oh. It's one thing to be sitting at you know the the wings bar with your buddies drinking a beer. Like, hey, did you see that Virginia Virginia Tech game? And maybe, maybe Even you. Then. But maybe you'd be like, like what? if you said that to me, I'd be like, what is wrong with well, you? I know, I know, it yeah. would never happen. But yeah. then to say it to a woman, right? Yeah. Especially a woman that knows you, that knows you don't care about it. Right. At all. I mean, like, it's never on in the house ever. Right. No form of college basketball. Right. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Right. And then you go. Not even Oklahoma and Baylor. You go all the way to the East Coast. Uh Yeah. And, yeah, you just, there's nothing there. (laughs) So we, uh, Danny played his last week, and then we had a P1 send in his version of this where he was in the car and he tried to get his wife in on this and you just ask you know did you see this game so here's how the before we play our wives let's play the p1s okay did you see the uh virginia virginia tech game yesterday She said, why would I see that? And then he said, it was on the TV. On TV. (laughs) It was on TV. Have you ever known me to watch sports? So this woman doesn't even watch sports. (laughs) Much less men's college basketball in February. On the East Coast. Right. (laughs) When have you ever known me to watch sports? Sports. Just randomly. Me. It's like, uh, What's the purpose of this conversation? <laughs> like, uh, five point lead or whatever. One. She reaches over and she grabs his phone to see if he's recording. <laughs> because that's that was the other thing that we tried to sell is that no, there wasn't a beheading or no. a bear walked on the court. It was actually a pretty mundane. Virginia game. had like a five point lead and held it throughout. And they hung on. <laughs> and they won. <laughs> wow, you don't say somebody won a game. <laughs> she grabbed his phone. Yeah, she grabbed his phone, and that was the end of it. Oh, beautiful! Why are what? Is, what is the purpose of this conversation? <laughs> oh, all right. So, so do you want to play yours? Sure. Okay, oh, man. So you got Sally. Now, you did live there at one point. Yes. Like in Virginia. Yes. So, so perhaps she found it a little more reasonable, but. I have to tell you, it was a little nerve-wracking. Like the, for some reason, there's some level of nervousness when you hit record on your phone and then you're going to do this little playlet. Yes, I don't oh, know yeah. what the adrenaline you rush is. It's like, uh, so uh, did 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 you watch? <laughs> you can't help it. Like I, I don't know why, but with, the second I hit record as we were driving around, I I got just a little nervy. Okay, all right, here we go. So let me ask you, um, did you see the uh, Virginia Virginia Tech game last night by chance? Virginia Tech was up five. What if she 
would have said yes. <laughs> it starts commenting on specific plays. Yeah, yeah. man. How about that game by Bailey? <laughs> I saw Wisconsin the other night. Yeah, Did she, you? Yeah, she said. Well, she said I saw Wisconsin the other night with you. Oh, with you. Yeah. Okay. So, so apparently I flipped down the Badgers a little bit, and she caught that at least. Okay. That Sally is thinking that this is an icebreaker to get to a real issue that you're having. Is there something you really want to talk to me about? What's with this conversation? Like, why are we even talking right now? Normally we're listening to something I don't care about. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And then Bob. Hey, Battle of Virginia. <laughs> There's a lot at stake here, honey. Yes, you the, may not think so. The Battle of Virginia. Right. Do you understand bragging rights? And she goes, I mean, I'm interested. But... <laughs> Boy, that was amazing, by the way. I mean, I'm interested. Of all of my predictions, her actually claiming to have interest in that game was really the upset. Okay, so mine, <sighs> yours is so hard to get anything past now it really you've is. abused her with voice recording she, feature on your iphone for decades she's a beaten woman yes there's no <laughs> doubt that she is a beaten woman but i figured this is so out there mm. and it's not it hasn't anything to do with playboy or anything like that, that <laughs> i'm trying to sell her on my playboy lifestyle <laughs> that i figured maybe this would get past her a little bit yeah. just because it's so out there and so she was in the kitchen, and I was just sitting there on my computer, pretty close to her. And um, here we go. See the, uh, did you see the Virginia Virginia Tech game? Are you kidding me? Why would I see that game? First off. There's no one around. Like, <laughs> are you talking to talking me? Talking to the dogs? There's nobody there. The kids are in school. Uh-huh. There's no one there. She said, "Are you talking to me?" Yes. Are you talking to me? <laughs> like, that's how random the question is. Are you talking to me? Why would I see that game? When was it? Uh, yesterday. I wasn't even in front of a TV. No. I'm in front of a TV all day. So she's waiting. Yeah, there's got to gotta be. Right, tell yeah. me about the bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TV all day. 
Virginia, like, they were up by like 10 and just kind of hung on and won. I mean, they were favored. Oh. That's a March Madness or something? No. No. No, not March Madness. No. <laughs> Why would you say She's that? She's trying to engage you. <laughs> yeah, she right. really is. Right. Oh. That's a March Madness or something? No. No. Is that your story? It's going to be. I didn't know if you saw it. <laughs> but I thought there was something a little more interesting than Great, they won. Awesome. They were in the stand and barely hung on. All right. Well, there is like <laughs> a much better story. <laughs> no, they won. Okay. And then why would I care? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was real exciting and somebody broke the bat. I don't, you know. That there's more to it, other than that. <laughs> she was waiting for the bloody polar bear to massacre, you know, the entire front court. Boy, that's exactly what was happening there with the so so. Um, what uh, finished the story though? I mean, so oh my god! I mean, it was. Probably a really good game. You're leaving out some details here. Did you tell her that it was a bit? No, I still have it. <laughs> Did you tell Sally? Uh, actually, I turned to, turned the phone over and hit stop, and then she okay. punched me in the arm. Okay, it's yeah, fun to punch me. I'm not. I'm sure she she'll just hear makes about sure this. insane. Yes. Yeah. I never told her. So someone will tell her. She might have gone to her friends and said. I think Corby's losing. <laughs> right, he's asking me about, about ACC basketball games. Yeah, in before the tournament. <laughs> right, in February. Was, she, was this March Madness or something? Yeah, yeah, she's like, how does this affect my brackets? Right. Uh, something like that. Or maybe she Googled it to actually look for a detail that might have caught your interest. Like she's, she's like, this game was last week, <laughs> not last night. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe somebody broke a backboard or something. Yeah. So I did receive this text just now. Oh. Okay. God D, I knew it when you asked me that stupid question about the basketball game. Because you never laughed that hard. I just never said anything. Okay. Uh, awesome. So she's listening. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Jules. There you go. Hi, Julie. Invite well, me over for dinner. I like Rocky, Julie. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He loves it. No, he doesn't. Uh, Try that on your other significant others. Yeah. Uh, we would love to play that. Just the just the nothingness of it all. Just, just undersell all of it. <laughs> Which, as we try to fake interest in college basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> Much more of that this month. All right, it's uh, 528 as we continue the Power Hour. Just three minutes away from us talking about what the heck is going on with Tom Brady.